With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. chatter i'm your boy just ray um before we continue i would just like to encourage you guys uh go ahead and leave us a comment on facebook leave us a comment on our page tell us what you think we're welcome to feedback and uh, we'll go from there tonight we have a very special guest audience we have lily please help me if i botch your name trujillo 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 pocket Trujillo Puckett. She's my friend. I really want to apologize for, like, messing up her name. Um, I did her her artwork for Street Racing Kills. She has a beautiful nonprofit organization helping kids and teaching them traffic safety and all that. But I'll let her go into it, and then we'll go into some questions. So without further ado, Lily, how you been? I'm doing great, Ray. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so um, I'll let you explain Street Racing Kills is. I like to refer to it as SRK because that's how I designed it, the logo. So let's go into that. Let's start there. So Street Racing Kills is a nonprofit organization that creates awareness regarding the dangers of illegal street racing and traffic safety among the youth. Uh, I found the Street Racing Kills uh, back in 2016 is when we became nonprofit, but we started actually um, working since 2014. And the reason why it's called Street racing kills is because a street race is what killed my daughter when she was 16 years old in December wow. 7, 2013. Oh my gosh! I know you told me the story, but it's very, uh, it's very tragic. Um, do you mind uh, telling us like what happened or where or where was all that? So in uh, December 7, 2013. Uh, my daughter was 16 years old. She went to Torrance High. She was a junior in high school. And, you know, she had a lot of friends and was really enjoying life, you know. All she cared about is going to little kickback parties, bonfires, you know, football games, basketball games. Um, she finally uh, had a little clique of friends because, you know, it was in second year of high school. She was very shy at the beginning. Right. And uh, it, it was amazing how happy she was. And I was 
very excited as her mom. She's going to grow into this cute little teenager who happened to be a teenager, becoming a woman, but still she was a little girl at the same time. But uh, that particular day when everything happened, um, she was going to go spend the night at a friend's house. And uh, I said it was okay because her girlfriends were always spending nights. I mean, either they spent at my house or that she was spending at their house. Uh, however, this other little girlfriend called and she said, hey, you guys, can you come to my house before? I have uh, got invited oh, yeah. to this party and I don't want to go alone. So they went over there and they got picked up. Uh, and the boy, uh, they picked him up. Valentina didn't really know him that well, but I mean, she, he, she had seen him in other places. But it was more like the other girl's friend. And uh, when they got to the party, you know, there were actually older kids there. And there was drugs, alcohol, you name it. Oh, no. Um, they were there. And uh, you see these three 16-year-olds just get to this party where they don't know anyone. And then other friends came in. And um, so their girlfriend got really sick and started throwing up. So Valentina and her best friend started taking care of her and decided to call it a night. And the boys mm-hmm. took them. You know, um, she says, okay, let's all get back in the car. So everybody got in the car to leave. Valentina got in the back seat. And she fell asleep. At this point, I don't know what's going on because she would always call me or text me. And I fell asleep waiting uh, for that uh, phone call or text. And all of a sudden, I just, they woke me up and they told me, uh, Valentina was in a crash. Valentina was in a crash. Hurry up and get here. I got, my son was 22 at the time. We both got up. We went over there by the Avalon in Anaheim. um, And there was nothing but yellow tape. I didn't know that when there's yellow tape is when somebody died. Um, From there, Yes, I had. I didn't know. I went to the hospital, Harbor UCLA, looking for her at the emergency room, and I see her friend crying with her mom, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, where's Valentina? Where's Valentina?" And she's just crying, and she just tells me, "Valentina died to the floor," and my son me up, and I didn't think it was just a thing, the shock. They told me to go home. The police was waiting for me there. I went home and this dress, they reinstated that she had passed away. And I don't remember much after that. And um, a lot of it is a blur. My son kind of took care of everything at 22. He had to man up because for the first time his mom wasn't there babying him like I always did before. Mm-hmm. And it was like weeks later when I finally started reading the report. And um, it said in the report, of course, that while on his way to take them home, an ex-co-worker, they saw each other there in the streets, and they challenged each other to a street race. He took the race, mm. of course, and um, crashed. It was going over 80. And he thought because it was 1 o'clock in the morning or 12.30, I'm not sure, that nothing was going to happen. And a lot of people, unfortunately, now that I know more about it, had that misconception. That's why there's so many street racing crashes because they think because it's nighttime that no cars are going to be around at all. But you never know right. it's going to be around. Or they think that they're not going to lose control if they're going over 80. And there's just so many factors that, especially this boy was 17, a week shy of 18. And he took the race. And all of a sudden, of course, um, there is this lady coming back from the harbor, you know, along Sherman, 
crashed right on her, and um, the car went flipping around everywhere, and then he veered to the left to crash against the fence. And um, when Valentina's best friend woke up, she saw Valentina hanging from the window. And um, I think she will never forget that. And um, Mm -hmm. I just knew in that moment when I had so much pain everywhere, all over, all over my body, all over. I never felt such pain because my father and my mom had already passed away, even my brother. But when you lose a child, it's just, it's not normal. It's not normal. It's I mean, because I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the child comes from you, so that's that's very, and that's your baby. It's a it's a thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's unexplainable because, you know, I was like, I. I I wasn't disbelieved. Like I thought, I literally thought I was in a movie. I said, "This is a movie, mm. man. This, this is not true. I mean, I'm gonna have my daughter right here next to me in any second. I'm I'm gonna wake up, and I never felt such pain. Like you, it's like I mean, any any parent that you talk to that had lost a child. I mean, uh, I mean, I know that it's like your soul is just ripped, and you're 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 alive. And like my reason for leaving is my son. You know, so I have my son, thank God. And uh, and it was just I just knew. In that moment, that I, I was going to do something about it. I didn't know what, but I knew that I was going to prevent any parent from losing a child. Like I didn't know what I was going to do, but I said, "I'm, I, I can't. This is just, this is not normal. This is. She didn't die from a disease, you know. She died from something right. that could have been completely prevented. And the little that I know, you know, I'm in entrepreneur by trade." My, I was just a single mom at the time, just worried about going to work early in the morning, dropping her off to school, coming back, where you guys want to eat. Uh, today's 99 set menu. Am I cooking? And, you know, Valentina will be okay, mom. Put tacos and jack in the crack, please. And my son will be, well, I want to be in a cheese burrito. You know, they all had their own little orders, or I would cook. But that was my simple life, you know, that because you haven't been really touched by tragedy like this. So, and you don't know. I was like, well, I'm not the only one. And there's so many people like me. but And there's also so many people like me that, are, you know, we're advocates. You know, I became an advocate. I started speaking at schools. They're asking me, hey, can you come and speak at the school? And I was like, okay. And the first time I spoke <laughs> at the school, I'm like, I just stood up and talked like a professional. I was like, ah, and all these things, you know. And I saw the kids right. crying and, and asking questions, and I was like, oh, wow, you know. And that day, I was smiling for the first time, and it's because I didn't know that that was the, I didn't know why I was smiling. I just knew I felt amazing inside, and I didn't know that was the way that I was going to keep my daughter's memory alive and have her with me wow. 24-7 because SRK – it's Valentina. Wow. So, man, that's that's hella intense. So you just like as soon as all this stuff happened, you just went. You're just like, I gotta make this happen. I gotta keep the memory of yeah. my daughter alive by doing. Or okay. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So I know that's tragic to like relive all that. Um, tell me, like, how do you go about doing that? Because. I hear a lot of people like they have like they have their for-profit businesses, they have their non-profit businesses. Like, 
what was the process for you to get that started? Like, was it just like, okay, here's X amount of dollars, I just go to this government building and do it, or is, is it that easy, or is it a longer process? Uh, for what I first, uh, for me, it was pretty easy, and uh, believe it or not, I know it's her. She just did it, everything for me, but basically gave it a name. I was thinking mm-hmm. of what name. I knew I was an organization. I knew nothing about nonprofits. Nothing. No idea. Okay. I didn't even know they're called five hundred one C three. So I was like, What? Five hundred one three C or C five what is it? It was so hard for me to even get used to what they're called, you know, I had no idea what a nonprofit right. was. Um and I was like, Okay, but I remember that I was with a friend and we were talking about call it the fast and the fatal, you know, and call it this and mm-hmm. I was like, No, I go Street racing kills is uh, that's what this a street race killer and I said street racing kills and people should not be doing it you know they can kill you it can kill somebody it can kill your loved one it can kill your friend it can and I was like and then um, that friend went ahead and all of a sudden told me here you go and I go what I got you go daddy I go you own it now nobody has it I go oh mm. that's cool it's mine. He goes, yeah, now you can go ahead and do your nonprofit. I'm like, okay. So I talked to another friend that lives in Vegas, and he has an amazing nonprofit. Um, and uh, and he's like, oh, use my guy. So I called his guy, and he just totally, Dumas Martin, amazing, amazing man. And he just told me, Lily, I love what you're doing. I'm going to do this for you, and I'm going to let you make payments because I have no money. It is pricey. I think, it, it, you know, it's over $1,000. And he's like, uh, I'm going to give you a cheap price. I, I I know, I know your daughter's going to save lives. I know your daughter's already saving lives. And you are going to be huge. That's what she told me. He, so he really inspired me. And um, he let me make payments. And I'm not kidding you. I was not profit probably like six months in six months. I got very lucky. I don't know what you did, but I, I didn't wow. I was taking, taking a year or more to become nonprofit and I became nonprofit right away. But I really it was he was even surprised that it, all the paperwork was done so fast. But I honestly I just gave him all my information and that he did everything for me. So I mean do you know what it took to like get push you through, like what kind of paperwork you might have needed or anything of that nature? Um, I don't remember because we started in 2015. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I don't remember what all the stuff that I gave him at the time. I, he would just call me and send me this, send me that, your, your, your address, this, your that, and that's it. And all of a sudden, I mean, he's done everything for me. Even your, your logo, he did all the work for your logo, you know, to... Uh, to get copyright and everything, so he's my man. He's the man. If you do much marketing, look him up. The Ideas Club. This guy is amazing. He I've recommended him to many of other friends of mine, and he helps him right away with the paperwork and everything. He's really good. I think it's um better than any other person that I've heard because this gentleman works with his heart. So if he believes that what you're gonna do is gonna change the world in some way. And it's going to help truly, he'll help you. And he'll make it happen for mm-hmm. you. That's what I got from him. He's not a man that is about, 
making money or a man that is about this, about that, about okay, it doesn't matter where you are. He will help you because he works from his heart. And I like working with people with their heart. I like working that their mission is what they really want to do, what they really want to be. And that's the people that I have met through my past. Now that I've met so many people in this uh, journey that I'm on of traffic violence that is everywhere and not just street racing, but distracted driving, driving under the influence. Um, I mean, hit and run, you name it. Uh, it's this is really bad. And um, but God, has, God, and Valentina, they have put me in this world to do this, and I'm just following what I have to do and meeting all these wonderful and amazing people that I would have never ever uh, met before, and I never even knew they existed. So. In a way, I know that she's uh, giving me a beautiful path until I get to her. Wow, that's that's beautiful. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> okay, so all right. So, with that being said, so you have the the nonprofit established. What what's mm-hmm. the overall vision of SRK? Like, what are you guys trying to do? Like, uh, yeah, what's the vision? We wanna end traffic violence we want to uh, find a solution and with regarding illegal street racing we know that there, there, there's um, it can be done the right way we know that we just have to educate but more than anything with my organization it's about I, I never really wanted to go after the bad guys because in Valentina's situation or guys that are acting recklessly or people that are doing like, you know, whatever on their ground, whatever, that's not my job. Um, my job is to educate the youth because I know that if uh, both of them have been educated, all the people that were in the car been educated the right way, nothing would have happened. So I decided to, my mission was to educate the youth regarding the dangers of illegal street racing and stuff from scratch because we are where we are, but our future drivers, are these kids that are still in high school, right? They're the ones taking mm-hmm. tests. They're the ones doing everything. And I didn't want to go with a pencil and start writing the rules of the road. No. I wanted them to see what it is for a parent to lose a child. I wanted them to know how valuable life is. So how can you use your life in just one second? You can be here and not, now you're here and now you're not, you know? Because that's what happened with Val. Three seconds, all of a sudden she's gone. Mm. You know, it was really hard for all of us for that. And uh, like I said, I'm not the only one. I have so many parents that have lost a child and was from something that could have been prevented. But there is loss out there. We are working in, you know, creating better laws, stricter laws. But more than anything, I really, really believe in education, educating the youth uh, of our future drivers, because that's something that can be a, a, just created from you know from scratch. I mean, you're not fixing anything. You're just you know teaching them that well, that the car is not meant to go fast. That a car is just transportation. If you start that from them, I mean, we talk to parents as well. Because you see, uh, sometimes the dad, the first thing he says to the boy, "Oh, I'm gonna show you how fast this car is." You know, and so like oh, wow. speed and everything. But you know, or if like, you see the little kids running, playing with the car, yeah, you know, and they crash them. So it's all about educating from scratch and changing the mentality of what um, an automobile is. You know, we, I mean, I honestly don't like it that there's all these commercials that promote speed, you know, and they make mm. it seem like it's okay. 
when it's not okay and it doesn't look as cute as it looked in the in the commercial and actually there's people that are dying because of that you know pedestrians you know they gave an over um um people just doing uh without meaning the wrong thing i mean we see adults taking care of that I, I believe it's just mostly educating and being aware and seeing the consequences when you see a parent speak that just lost a child or a brother or a sister or an aunt, you know what I mean? I speak to those people every day because that's the world I'm in now, you know? So we all get together and we all advocate for safer streets, for safer vehicles, for education, and uh, for, uh, a, 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 you know, uh, just the future of no more traffic crashes, you know what I mean? We also don't like the word accident. We like to use crash because this is no accident because it can be prevented. It's a crash. So we try to change also okay. the mentality in people and stop saying accident but say crash too as well. Wow. Okay. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear what you're saying. So two things. When we say traffic violence, what what are mm-hmm. the main what are the main things that you're seeing? Like, do you, I don't know if you're running. What are the main things that you're mainly seeing? As far as that area of, you know, those incidents, like what are the main things? Uh, well, we're seeing a lot of hit and run. We're okay. seeing a lot of bicyclists, you know, being hit as well. We are seeing, of course, street racing is totally, street racing is out of control. <laughs> you know, and I knew it. Okay. And I knew it. Um, that's one of the biggest ones. It's just out of control at this point right now. Why? Because the laws are so lenient. You know, they're getting better. They're getting better, but it's still, you know, totally out of control. And um, uh, but this three race, distracted driver is huge. You know, I mean, you see everybody uh-huh. looking down at the phone, the navigator texting, you know, all that stuff. So distracted driving is huge. So all of those things together, uh, you know, driving under the influence. So now with you know with marijuana being legal, everybody's getting high in the morning before they go to work. You know, so it's just uh, um, there's. Nothing wrong with a lot of things. Uh, and drinking, is, you know, if you're going to drink, drink at your house. You know, drink in your house, take an Uber. That thing, Uber, you know, lifts and those have been such a blessing because a lot of people rather do that and they don't drive. But actually, they did see a decrease since Uber and Lyft started because people started just, you know, being more responsible, you know, and then going into a – so that, that's has been amazing. But, however – we call it traffic violence because it is violent <laughs> and because right. um, we think that it can be, that there is uh, there is a cure. It's not a disease. Okay. There's a cure. There's a cure for it if we all help and we all do something about it. Like when we get in the car, we put our phone down, you know. As adults, we know better. And Siri, if you have an iPhone, that's a lot for you. You can read your text. And then your navigation can start your navigation, can send an email for you. I mean, there's so many things that that Siri can do if you have an iPhone. I don't know about Android, but uh, we can be responsible. You know, we know not to speed. Right? We know not to get in the car if we're, we're drinking. You know, there's so many things that uh, that um, as adults we can do. And as young people, if we give them the right education, I think there's uh, we're going to minimize the problem. Okay. Wow, that's but that's, that's my new big. world, right? Wow. That's my new world. 
<laughs> my life completely right. changed. Completely changed. Yeah, it has. Uh, so, do we, do we, <laughs> so, okay, so mm-hmm. let's talk about the operations, like, on a daily basis. Like, what is going on? Like, do you – is it events? Is it is it speaking engagements? Especially during COVID. Like, what are you doing now? Or what have you done in the past versus now during the pandemic? So uh, before the pandemic, uh, we were speaking at schools, of course, and uh, doing assemblies. Uh, what I did see was that, because I'm a big, uh, big-time volunteer with math and math motorcycle mm-hmm. stunt drivers, and I realized, I said, oh, my God, they get math motorcycle stunt driver only once a year in each school, not all of them, or they get another program that's called Every 15 Minutes. Both, they are about driving under the influence. Now, because I was there, they will hear about street racing and speeding. And then I said, wow, so if this is only once in a while, what about, you know, all the other, you know, subjects that there is, you know? Then I met another mom. It's called the Connor Lynch Foundation. Connor got hit by an 18-year-old distracted driver. And she was wow. on her phone, and she's him. And there she is working in the valley. And the same thing, they only get her. So I created the... SRK Teen Traffic Safety Program, and I invited all of these organizations to collaborate with me, in which mm-hmm. this program, the kids will get everything, not just one thing. They will get driving under the influence, they will get hit and run, they will get safe streets as well, because I collaborate with Los Angeles Walks, and, um, you know, illegal street racing and speeding, and I just brought them with me created a program that has three different things that you can do. You can have an assembly, you can have workshops, you can have an after-school program that's called Beyond Driving School, which is uh, four sessions in one month, so it's once a week. You graduate at the end, you get a certificate. You, we even have State Farm, local State Farm Insurance, Sabita Pennington, or Ricky Pennington, they, are, they, are, they have endorsed me many times. They come, they talk to the kids about licensing, they talk to the kids about what kind of car is safe to buy. I mean, you name it, I created this huge program, <laughs> and, um, wow. and I love it. But all of a sudden, everything stopped with COVID. God, what am I mm. going to do? But, you know, I have Valentina up there helping me, and I partnered with uh, uh, Behavioral Health Services, Jennifer Harris, which is amazing here from Gardena, and she's like, Lily, I'm doing some workshops. Do you want to join one? I go, why are you doing them? Oh, we're doing, you know, Zoom. I go, can we try team traffic safety program? You guys have no idea how busy I've been. We just finished trying out. Last week I was so busy. We've been doing them over Zoom, which means I was able to get people from everywhere. I mean, we got teenagers from Texas, North Carolina. Uh, 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 we got uh, Florida. And all the ones from over here, we blasted this thing. And we, we are... We just did our fourth, and especially last week was National Teen Driver Safety Week. So okay. we did, I worked there every day at different schools. I did my own program, and right now I'm doing Narbonne, and uh, we're doing a Teen Traffic Safety Program, all virtual, all virtual. So actually, I'm so busy, you know, and I love it. Uh, I think it's been easier, actually that I had to beg the school to let me in, you know, and approve it. So one of the things that we're trying to do with Racing Girls to be 
I I believe that this uh, you should not get your license if you don't if you don't have a, a team traffic safety program because uh, it is important that you feel the victim speakers because we we all speak from our heart and everybody that works with the team traffic safety program are different nonprofits and I donate to each one of them because I know how important donations are to a nonprofit and they're very very yes. important we. It's been so hard right now to even fundraise, you know. That's, that I have There's no silver lining there. There's silver lining on my program that was able to do it. But uh, a lot of people are being pretty, pretty. I think I'm going to be playing uh, Family Feud this weekend with uh, Behavioral Health Services because she's pretty smart. And it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a fundraiser. So everybody's trying to do something different and in uh, trying to think outside the box. You know what I mean? But. I think, like I said, I didn't think I was going to, I thought I was, oh, my God, no, there was a cool shutdown. It actually became, um, uh, it was easier to get more teenagers. And I give them service hours, you know, and uh, we help them out with that because for them it's also hard to get service hours because they can't go out anywhere because of the pandemic. So right. we're finding ways of helping everyone. And uh, like I said, yes, it has a, the pandemic actually, um made me think more outside the box and more things that I can do. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, uh, we're very happy because uh, we are all uh, uh, actually pretty busy, pretty busy. So we're happy that that, that we're able to reach, you know, more children, not even here in uh, L.A., but in other parts of, you know, the United States. Wow. You, <laughs> so, wow, so you got to be more busier during pandemic. That's crazy. Okay, so – Fundraising. I think before the call, we were kind of talking about something about grants. I know a lot of nonprofits do grants. Tell me about where you're going with that and what's happening with you or if you're involved in that in any type of way. Uh, so a lot of organizations, because I'm also a Torrance Kiwanian, and uh, Torrance Kiwanis, and there's Kiwanis everywhere. Wait, wait, wait. Tell the audience what Kiwanis are. So Kiwanas is a nonprofit organization that's all over the world that they work to help the children of the world. So okay. they're everywhere, and uh, they're big groups. And I actually became a Kiwanas because I was invited as a speaker. I ended up staying there. Uh, and that's where I actually, uh, because I was a speaker, uh, that's where I met my husband. So now I am married, oh. so I always I say Valentina married me because if it wasn't what happened, I would have never gone to Tijuana to speak because they invited they invited me because they knew of my of my organization and that's for organizations that go speak everywhere and there he was so <laughs> I ended up uh, <laughs> meeting up and I was I was, I was a single mom for a long time so oh. I always say that she married she married us as well but um, however. Um, Kiwana uh, and many organizations, they give grants to kids, student grants. So when they go to college, you know, they have to apply for them. And I wanted to do something, but I didn't have enough funds to do something so big, you know. And But I wanted to. That was my goal. And recently I got approached by a, a, a mom that works with foster kids. And uh, she, her, uh, the, son, the kid that she's taking care of, he took my program, 
he signed up for it because he wanted service hours, and he's a foster foster kid. He's 15 and a half. And he told her, well, I want to start taking, I want to drive, but of course he doesn't have the money. So she asked me, hey, do you do you know of anyone that can help him? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, he wants to take his driving test and his driving lessons at the wheel. And I'm like, oh, my God. I said, let him know that Survey thinks this is going to sponsor him. And I'm so excited because we are launching it now. He's going to be the first one to receive a grant so he can take his test and take um, these driving lessons and everything, and so I think it's going to be the sponsor. And we are just so excited. So from uh, now on, this uh, grant for underserved teens and uh, foster kids is going to be possible through Street Racing Kills, and uh, we're going to be offering it to to everyone. Of course, they gotta they got to take the teen traffic safety program, even if it's online, and they have to do an essay. And Ooh. that's about it. So right now we think we're going to call it the uh, the Valentina grant or the Val grant. We still don't know what we're going to call the grant, but we're just very excited that now we're going to be able to, to provide that. And that's exactly what is right up our alley, you know. And um, before they even take their lessons with the DMV and know how to drive with the wheels, they're going to have to take the teen traffic safety program. And that's going to help them to make better choices and better decisions in the future, you know, as drivers. Mm, wow. You, well, so I'm kind of blown away right now. I would love to uh, also talk a little bit about my logo. Oh, okay. Please do. <laughs> yeah, right? Would you like so, to go into it right now? Let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about the logo, right? I mean, it's cause I, I really think that, um, and I'm sure that our, our listeners know that uh, that, you know, just puts people at the right place and the right time in your life, right? And, okay. And um, I, I created my logo. Uh, in it, you know, because I had to. So they tell me, well, you have to have a logo for your nonprofit. I'm like, okay. Right, right, right. So I said, right. I want it. I want this and I want that. So my uh, my logo was a wheel with a skeleton in the middle, like a pet skeleton, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. say three racing kills. I mean, it was pretty cool. I, I thought it was cool, but my board was like, the first thing they told me, that looks like a tire commercial, Lily, get rid of it. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> And I go, why are you going? And then I say, well, maybe it does, huh? And um, it was pretty cool looking, but it wasn't professional looking. So I was asking around, and people, some people tried helping me, and it was just nothing, nothing. I, I didn't like anything. And um, my husband told me uh, when we were dating, hey, I think we should do Landmark. And I'm like, what's Landmark? He's like, I think we should just do Landmark. And I said, okay. And I don't know if you want to explain a little bit what landmark is more than than me, <laughs> Ray. I think uh, I think for the sake of the audience, um, for those of you that don't know what landmark is, uh, just in simple terms, it's a leader. It's kind of like a leadership teaching class that helps you kind of like understand mm-hmm. who you are, how the world works around you on a big global scale, it helps you get out of your way so you can, like, 
do a lot of things that are bigger than yourself. Like this podcast it was a vision of mine that I was going to do, but it kind of helped me overcome the hurdles to actually do the podcast. I was just like, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't like the sound of my voice or nothing. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to make it happen. And I did. And this is where I am and right there now. We like, are. Hurdle, but I, I'm still doing it. So that's what it is. This is awesome. <laughs> no, and I love it that you're doing it. And uh, I, I just remember um, – being there and taking the course and uh, all of a sudden um, we get assigned to a group and there had to be a group leader and that group oh, leader happened to be Ray. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I'm talking, I'm just simply talking to Ray, now, but what do you do? What do you do? What do I do? And Ray goes, well, I want to learn Spanish. And I go, I can teach you Spanish. I'm from Mexico City. I used to be a teacher, right? And uh-huh. then Ray goes, well, and then like, well, I do uh, graphic design and everything, and then all by, yeah. all by yourself. He, I mean, I didn't even have to ask Ray. Ray was like, I'm going to do your logo for you. And I'm like, oh, right. really? Okay. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> so, and all of a sudden, uh, you just sent it to me. I loved it from the beginning. We all loved it. We were so excited, and uh, we've been using it ever since. So, it's a professional logo it's gorgeous it's beautiful everybody likes it and it's um it really really has taken uh srk uh, to another level and i know that uh, i didn't know how important until i had my new logo it was for an organization to have a a logo that's gonna stick that is gonna represent your organization maybe if i could give any advice to anybody that's gonna build a non-profit don't think that the logo is just the logo. The logo is has to be a really, really a, a logo that represents what you're doing, that it makes sense, right. you know, mm-hmm. and that is catchy, right? Uh, it, I mean, everything. I didn't know how, how it was. Yeah, it, I mean, it was just you know. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. When when I did when I did you guys' branding, like, did I make the process very easy for you? And I made it. Yeah, did I make it easy for you guys? No, yeah, okay. it, was and then, it was easy, and uh, I never saw that. That was pretty cool when you sent it, and at the same time you sent me a logo, you sent me my logo, but my logo would look in a, in a, on a T-shirt. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I still can't wait for those to come out. Like. Yeah, I can't wait to, like, fulfill all the all those different, like, branding things because just the logo is, like, pretty cool, guys. Like, oh, I, I wish I would have posted it on the the podcast, like, graphics maybe i can do it later but it's pretty dope like it went from like it looked like some like tires for us kind of company to like some really cool dope logo that you want to just wear it looks wearable like it looks like something that you would like buy from a store like a mark echo kind of thing i don't know that's how i felt about it um but i gave it an update we we use it a lot Mm -hmm. so it's and i have everything Ray, I have two yeah. chains. I have stickers. Oh. I have it in black and white, and then the, and uh, uh, white and black, and black and red. You know how you did different versions for me? Yeah. It's uh, pretty yeah. cool. Yes, it is. Wow. And I, I have everything with it. I mean, so yeah, so, uh, yeah. I forgot. We didn't even talk about that before, but it, it is important that for all of you that when I have a nonprofit, that you logo is a. Uh, it's a cool thing because I start thinking of Nike and all of that. You know, if you think about it, they 
they do so much. With, it's so simple, right? Nike is just a little check mark. Yeah. <laughs> and look how big it is, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's just um, I want to say thank you for, like, the accolades for, like, doing your artwork. But um, I just saw a vision for it when I saw it. I was like, that's not you guys. This is what you guys <laughs> need to be. And oh, made it happen. Yeah, so, um, I just feel like um, God has put everything, Valentina up there. My daughter has put the right people in my life, and I'm so blessed that, Ray, you came into my life. And uh, oh, that, um, and everything happens for a reason, everything that, that's happened. And I'm just, I'm just following the path that I am now on. Uh, I would um, tell anybody uh, that has a lot lost someone uh, is to follow follow the path that you're now on because when you lose a child, there's, there's just no going back, you know, and you just have to follow the path that, that you're going on uh, right now and um, let that guide you. Let, let that continue and don't close yourself in a box and just stay there and dwell, but try to learn something from it and do something about it don't, don't you know be a part of the solution in this world because we're only here for a little while you know but we can make such a big difference and we can help and if you can anybody that can always volunteer to a nonprofit meet the most beautiful people that are there because all the people that are nonprofits most of them they're all there just working you know from their heart yeah I know for sure, like you are, and and some other not MPOs that I've ran across there, yeah, they have a. Uh, I think I was reading this book. Or I heard about this book about like Simon Sinek. They have a really strong why, like their reason for doing it. It's not just for money. It's for the greater good, or for like the bigger global problem, or not even a problem, the bigger global issue to solve that. Not necessarily for their own selfish needs or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. That's why we, yeah, so, and there's also, I'm on my website in www.streetracingkills.org. You will find a pledge. Mm-hmm. So, in case of anything, if you know anyone that's street racing, speeding, you can sign my pledge. That would be amazing. And check out my website. It's pretty cool looking. I've also, uh, like I said, in my past, uh, we also met someone that's been helping me with it, and all the team traffic safety programs are there. If you need us for anything, uh, there's pledges there. There's um, videos. I mean, all the interviews that I've had, and uh, it's a pretty cool web. I mean, I love my website. And, and also, you will see Ray's logo right there as well. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they will be okay, so, everywhere. <laughs> all right, so two last questions before we wrap up. Um, what are your upcoming goals for 2021? I mean, I think we're still going to be in this whole COVID era, maybe until like November. What What are your goals for next year? Uh, well, we're gonna. Uh, what we're doing the, with the team. What we're, gonna, what we're trying to do is with the team traffic safety program. We're gonna try to. Um, We've been doing it in different ways, but we actually want to do an interactive in traffic safety program in which we're all going to, I want to get all these uh, nonprofits to collaborate with me. For, uh, that, uh, like I said, uh, I have the Los Angeles Walk families who say, when I'm a part of, uh, uh, streets are for everyone. 
uh, Connolly Foundation, Mad Mother Second Son Drivers, uh, uh, the Liam Foundation. I mean, I could name so many of them, but they're all about uh, traffic violence. And what I want to do with these people is that I want to make sure that we record each one, make it interactive for the kids where they can do both. That way, any school can just uh, download it and play it for them. Like if they don't want us to go there or we can't go there because of COVID and for some reason we cannot do it, they can show it on a rainy day and the kids can have it. So we want to make it interactive. We want to put the SRK team traffic program. But we said, like I said, we are going to need funds to create this. So I have to fundraise or get a grant. But we want to make it very professionally done and have it by 2021 available. So anybody, that, even parents that just want to have it, they'll just go ahead and download it play it for their teams and they can watch the whole team traffic safety program with questions, answers, polls. I mean, everything that they can do on it, get graded on it. I mean, get their service hours. So we want to do something more with the time that I honestly don't know how, but I have to give it to an expert to do it for me. Uh, we mm -hmm. also want to, you know, give a name to these grants and start giving out more, more, more grants for these kids, but we do need uh, more funds to come in so we can provide these driving school uh, programs uh, for um, foster children that they don't have the money. I mean, they already have enough going from home to home without their parents, right, and or living the situation they're living. So we want to at least let them have this, let them have, have the teen traffic safety program and their school paid for. So that's okay. what... Um, some other things. We have many other plans, but those are like our main ones right now that we're trying to focus on for 2021, and hopefully this pandemic will be over with soon, and we can start, you know, going out and doing our assemblies and big and be able to see the kids, you know, and uh, be able to see people and do our fundraisers like we used to. Okay. All right. That sounds mm -hmm. amazing. I know. I know. I know your. I know one of your biggest plans that that I don't know if I should even. Y'all, you guys want to build a track like a Porsche track out there in Torrance, huh? Oh yeah! Thank you for reminding me about that. I knew there was something big, like a racetrack. Yeah. <laughs> One of the main. We want, yeah, we want we to build that racetrack so bad. Yes, we want something down here on the South Bay. We don't have enough tracks. If you can see, there's gun ranges everywhere, right? So why can we not have more tracks for people of? Every kind of ethnicity can be there, whether you're rich or poor, whether, any, I mean, whatever you are, and you can just go to the track and do it legally. And uh, I am working with the Brotherhood of Street Racers, Donald, if you're listening to me, uh, he knows, Donald knows from the Brotherhood that we are going to have our track one day, and that's definitely and hopefully our near future where we're going to have an amazing track. And we know for sure that when we take more people to the track, there will be less fatalities out there. Wow. Dang. Um, okay. So outside of building that track, because you know when I started on your branding, we talked about that track. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you guys build that track. I know some kind of way <laughs> I'm going to be involved in that. <laughs> And I'm so with it. Yes, you are. Uh, yes, you are. Because, you know, it takes a lot. I mean, 
to build a track, to find a place where to have it. We would, we would love to have it, you know, where it used to be before in Terminal Island, but fortunately the Port of LA is not letting us. But I know that we're going to find a track, right? And you're going to help me with all of that because we know it's going to be possible and uh, you are going to be part of it for sure. I, I want I want to build that. I want to help build. I can't wait. You know, I when we talked about it, I had like weird visions of us sitting with a window, like uh, ceiling to floor windows, looking out at the track. Me, you, and Guy looking out at the mm-hmm. track with cars going around the track. I keep seeing that in my head. I know it's going to happen. Yep. Oh, yes, exactly. Like you said, you have to have a vision, right? You know, I have yeah. a vision of uh, of the teen traffic safety program, and I presented this program to many people. Some people told okay. me, oh, it's too soon. That's not going to happen. Uh, I had Jeff Correll, like our city office. Wow, this is amazing. I like it, and I'm going to help you. And then I never heard from him, <laughs> you know. And then oh, I wow. said, I'm going to do it because I, could, I knew it that it was going to work, and it, it's working. Like, I see it every day now. I mean, I'm getting my, my, my people. I just call them. They come. I introduce them. I let them have their glory. I let them shine as, a, as an organization, you know, and, and we all do what we want to do, which is save lives and make sure children's death is not in vain. And I saw that as much as, like you, I see that track as well, right, and I know we're going to have it. I know it. And, oh, yeah, and uh, I think you forgot to mention something that we have always talked about. Uh, Tell me. Building the resources for other MPOs so that they can be successful because we know MPOs are super secretive. They don't tell you how to build, like, the course curriculums and the operations and the funding, like creating some type of a course or some type of program to teach other nonprofits how to be as successful or growing to this level of success that you've gotten to? Oh, yeah. You know what? I do. I, I agree with that. I think this is something very important to help other people that they don't know just like I did. I didn't know what the hell, you know. I didn't even know you had to go to GoDaddy to get the name, right, and that you had to, you know, copyright your name afterwards. And you're right. Those steps are important as much as, like I said, the logo. And I think, yes, I think that's something that, should exist and should be done, definitely. And where people can just say, "Oh, there is somebody that can help us," you know, to go through the process and and educate us about it. Yeah. So yeah, I think we forgot that. So yeah, big visions. I know big things are about to happen. Okay. So my last point I want to ask is, what are your recommendations for anybody that wants to start a nonprofit? Like, what are your top five things you wish somebody would have told you? going into building a nonprofit? Um, the most important thing, I didn't know who to go to. Find the right person. Uh, don't just go with the first attorney that you go to. If you can find Dumas Martin, he's the best, I think, you know. Um, uh, find someone that's going to help you and then that person that's going to help you that believes in what you're doing, not just going to say, oh, Oh, what do you do? Oh, okay, fine. It's going to cost you so much. No, I think if someone believes in what you're doing, I think they'll be willing to help you more, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like I said before, make sure you get a catchy, uh, nice logo. <laughs> and uh, right. just think with your heart when you're doing that logo. 
or get someone like Ray to help you. <laughs> that's oh, sure. But um, yeah, I think that um, that's important. Um, the most important than anything, anything. Oh. Think with your heart. Think with your feelings. Okay. Have your vision, and I think everything is gonna come. It's gonna, you know, come together like a puzzle for you. All right. That's great. Okay. Well, uh, Lily, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I know it was a thing we've been going back and forth, but finally I got you on. Um, appreciate it. And I'm uh, looking forward to building with you and uh, looking forward to building that track. And we're going to be talking about that when we start breaking ground. <laughs> um, oh, exactly. Exactly. We're going to start breaking ground. It's going to be a beautiful track. And it's one of the things for sure that I know what I'm going to sell at that track. And I'm going to sell uh, corn on the cob with mayo (laughs) (laughs) and Mexican cheese because that was Valentina's favorite and my favorite, too. So I already said when we have that track, you and I are going to be having some corn on the cob with mayo. Okay. (laughs) Even though I hate mayo, but okay, because it's you. (laughs) Okay. Only because it's you. I'm yours. We'll put butter on yours. <laughs> okay, we can do that. I'm with it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, then, Lily. Thank you so much. Thank and, you so uh, much. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys got something out of it tonight, and we're looking forward to you guys listening to us in the future. And until then, we're out. Thank you, everyone. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.